Hey, hey, welcome back, friends, and welcome to the Two Free Experience, a podcast led by Vessel. So as we get ready to get into this next episode, I hope that you come with an open heart and an open perspective. Thank you for joining the wave. So let's get it. Welcome back to the Wave Pod. Welcome to the Waves Podcast if this is your first time. If you don't know who I am yet, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Vessel, and I'm here to help guide you to your authenticity, your freedom, I guess. You know, honestly, I said it all in the little opening in the trailer. Let's go ahead and jump into this next episode, y'all. I've been preparing on this one that I wanted to share with you guys. So um, without further ado, let me just go ahead and get into it. Okay, so a couple of uh, not just a couple, maybe, let's see, I want to say it was in the last season. It may have been in my first season. Uh, I think it was in my first season. Nope. I'll take that back. It was in my second season. And there's a, uh, there's a podcast episode that I've called Kings and Responsibilities of a Man. And when I did that episode, I was in a different place in my life. I, obviously, we grow and we learn and, and we, in, in, in perspectives and things change. And that's why I, sometimes I don't understand when people say, oh, that's my ride or die, you my ride or die. But how can you be someone's ride or die when we are always changing and growing and our needs grow and our needs, like they outgrow one another. Like sometimes things change as a human being. If you're not growing, then yeah, you can be a ride or die because you're staying, you're, 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 you're staying at a place in your life or in a place that someone else wants you in their life. And I believe that as a human being, as a healthy human being, we're always growing, we're always changing, and we need different needs as we grow. So the fact that someone claims to be a ride or die, it just makes me a little hesitant. Like, are you someone I need to associate with? Because I need to be surrounded by people who are growing, who are always trying to hit the next level, the next, the next, get to the next, to never be satisfied. And so, yeah. And so I, uh, like I said, I've grown. I've, there's a lot of things that I've seen that I've gone through that I've witnessed that I've, you know, taken a real conscious decision to uh, be a part of. So with all that being said, in the, in that episode, I was trying to uh, convey to men and women alike uh, how important it is for us to establish our dreams and our wants and our goals and our vision for our future. So it's like growing up for me, um, I never really had the, 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 the blueprint or the, uh, the adult figures to really kind of show me how to live life. Like they showed me how to survive and how to provide and how to be civilized and how to exist every day in this country. But they did not show me how to, uh, how to more so exercise my mental and exercise the ability to wanting to grow and wanting to learn and to pursue further and more for me. So again, when I say this, like when we go out to pursue relationships, uh, when we go out to find a new girlfriend or find a new boyfriend or a new, I don't know, a new friend or an associate, someone that we want in our lives for a better good. Are we asking the question though? What is my goal? What is my, where do I see myself in, 
even three years with this person? What can they contribute to my life? And what can I contribute to them? What am I becoming with being their friend or being their boyfriend or their girlfriend? What and who am I becoming? And on the, on the same hand, you should also be asking that other partner that, like, that you're trying to pursue or become a part of their life. What is your goal? What is your future? What is the plan that you have for our future if we decide to be in each other's future? Like, I feel like we, as a collective, as a humanity, have gotten into a place in our lives where more times than not, most of our relationships are built on liking someone. Whether it's, oh, I like the way they present themselves, or I like the way they look, or I'm just lustfully attracted to them, or no, I really like this girl. Like, I really want to pursue things. Like, we don't really question the other stuff, like... Who are you? Where have you come from? Where where are you going? And I know that that comes with getting to know someone. But I feel like on the first date, instead of asking someone, what do you do? Or what do you like to do? I, sh I you should be we should be asking each other. We should be intellectually sparring with each other, going deeper, like asking. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what do you hope to attain or accomplish? And how can I be a part of that? How can I help you? And I've also learned that with the interviews that I've had going to job, going to find interviews and this will help you guys out, too, is like when the interviewer asks, tell me about yourself. I've never made this mistake, but I know some people have, but the interviewer does not is not referring to. Like when he asks, tell me about yourself, he doesn't want to know. Oh, well, um, let's see. I like going golfing. Ah. Uh, I uh, I play a bunch of video games. I uh, I I like hamburgers. No, what he means is is like if he hires you, what can you contribute to his team? What can you contribute to the company? What can you bring to the company? What? How do you sell yourself? What is it about you that this company needs to 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 go into the future? Like, what is it that you have to sell that this company is like, oh, we need her. I mean, she's going to be a great addition to the team. And another thing about that is like when they ask that, you should also be asking yourself in their head, like, but what is it that this company can do for me? Like, who will I become? What do I want to become? What can they offer me? And you should be honest. And you should ask that question, too. Um, and because it just creates an opportunity for conversation, rapport. And gives you the ability to see what you're walking into. And so, like, like I said, not just for jobs, but also like it, it's like it's not just for jobs, but relationships and friendships and stuff like that. So I hope that helps. Um, now, going on to the next part I wanted to talk about. Uh, so, like I said, in the podcast, like we should always be asking each other, whether it be pursuing a woman or pursuing a man, like what is your goals? Like. What is it about you that makes you my potential queen? Or what is it that you've done or that you're going to do that is going to make you my potential king where you're able to help take care of our air and our spare? Like, we need to be asking these future heavenly questions. Like, where are we going? How are we going to make a difference? How are we going to set the example for our generation and generations to come? And how are we going to be better people for our children and be better parents than our parents were? Because they were working with a limited amount of knowledge because their parents only gave them a certain amount of what they knew. So we got to go hard and we got to give more 
than what we know and what we've learned from our parents. We got to do the work and we got to do the research and we got to study and we got to become more so that our kids can be more so that they can just thrive and not just fight to survive. Like that's, that's gotta be done. Like we're not keeping up with the Joneses anymore. And so that was my biggest question I wanted to ask you guys today was, are you asking that question? Do you even ask yourself that question? Um, and so ask yourself that question, ask it and just take a moment to think about it. what is it what is it you want to accomplish how do you want to change your world if not the world i mean if not now then when that was a that's what jesus asked when he was he was and i've talked about this story before and um no matter how many times i watch it or how many times i read it i cannot deliberately deliver it quite clearly like I should be giving it so I'm, I'm gonna ask <laughs> Holy Spirit please guide me to make sure I deliver this correctly uh, so Jesus again was he was a kid he was younger and he was in a town uh, with his mom Mary and his dad and they Joseph they were with his dad and his mom and his mom well what, what happened was Mary and Joseph, which was the mother and the father of Jesus, had thought that Jesus was in another carriage as they were departing to go back from whatever this function they were doing to go back home to where they lived. And, and what had happened was they had got all the way home and they realized Jesus wasn't with them. And my thought was like, OK, so it, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been more than a. I don't know. I don't know how far away Jerusalem was from wherever they were coming from. Was it Bethany? I don't know. Let me get my facts together. I'm not going to say all that. But they were coming from one town to another town. And I always want to ask myself the question. I wonder how long it took. Because back then they were on horses and, or goats and carriages or donkeys and carriages. I don't even think they had made it to horses yet. And uh, so I'm like, I'm wondering how long it took to get home and then all the way back to get jesus so anyway when they came back mary was just frantic like looking for her son like where is jesus have you seen my son have you seen my son have you seen my son and joseph is just like hey mary i found him she's like jesus where were you and he's just like i was with my father and so mary looks at joseph and then she looks at the cathedral and she's like oh wait with his father father and jesus asks his mom and she's like How, what did he said? Let me give you exactly what he said. He said, it was, I'm trying to deliver it like Jesus said it. Like, let me try to deliver it, but then try to clean it up and say how, what he said. He was just like, didn't you, didn't you must know that I was with my father? Or it was like, basically he was asking his mom, like, how could you not know I was with my father? That's not how he said it, but that's what he was asking her. And then she was just like, she couldn't get mad at him because God and his son, Jesus, obviously he couldn't get mad going to see his father. She couldn't get mad at God for seeing his son. You know, like it's, 
there is there is no there is no reason for anybody to get mad in the situation because they're all pretty much family. Like God chose all of them to be part of his picture, right? Joseph, the Virgin Mary, and Jesus. Like it's at the end of the day, they were just like, she was just like, okay, well, next time just tell me. But anyway, he said, that was the first time Jesus said, uh, if not now, then when? And then he says it again when he's older. He's like grown. Like, I think he's almost around 30, kind of around my age. And he's having a function with Thomas, um, the wine bearer and all this stuff. And they're at a wedding with Jesus and uh, Jesus isn't getting married. He's just at the wedding. So everybody is at this wedding. Right. And. Thomas brings in, who eventually becomes part of Jesus's apostle or part of Jesus's, you know, group. They go and tell, they go and tell Mary, Jesus's mother. And then Jesus's mother goes and tells Jesus and says, hey, we're out of wine. And the, I mean, the, 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 the people at this wedding, they, they'll be embarrassed. We'll be embarrassed. Like, what can we do? And she already knew she wasn't really asking Jesus. She was asking Jesus to do it, but she already knew like, it wasn't really a ask. It was like, it's more of a request. Will you do this for me, son? Like, I know, I know, I know who God is. And I know he's your father. I know, I know, I know the power that is within you. And he said, now is not my time. And then Mary said the same thing that he said when he was a kid. She said, if not now, then when? All that to say, guys, is to bring it back is to start asking these questions. If not now, then when? If we're not going to change the world, if not now, then when? When it's gone? When it's too late? I mean, with everything going on in this world, shouldn't we be investing more in ourselves and investing in others around us as much as we're investing in ourselves? Like, we can only help people when our glass is at least halfway full. So there's got to be times where you withdraw, where you just take time. Like I did a couple episodes ago, I said, or experiences. There was an episode called Of Self. There was another one called uh, The You Print. Basically, taking care of yourselves and filling you up so that you can. And it's not selfish. It's being it's called being selfless in a way. Right. You are taking care of yourself because at the end of the day, you know, you're going to have to get up and take care of someone else. And you can't take care of someone if you're not well yourself, you can't put a brand new tire that has a hole in it on a car that had a flat tire on it. You're going to get the same result. No matter how well you look from an outward experience, if you're not good and healthy on the inside, you're not going to do any good or justice for anyone. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to start asking yourself the questions. What do I want for me? I don't want just a boyfriend or a girlfriend just to keep me warm in my bed. I don't want just a wife just to get benefits and tax deductions. I want a partner. I want somebody that's going to run life with me and be asking the major question before I ask what your goals in life is. I want to be asking you, do you know God? I'm telling you, y'all, in every aspect, in every relationship that we have in life, we need to be asking people, do they know God? And not condemning them if they say no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is asking the question. We need to know the question. And even if they don't have the answer that you want, that's okay. But at least now you know. And it's something that eventually you guys can both work towards. Because if you're coming into a situation and you are hard for God, 
and you're pursuing somebody who doesn't know God or choosing to not know God, when God wants your heart, God will tear up everything around you to get to you. When God wants their heart, he will tear up everything around them to get to them. Be mindful. <laughs> Be mindful of the people that you associate with. And if they don't have Christ in them or if they're not even curious or even looking for God, you need to be mindful because if you if you think or if you want the eternal prize, the heavenly prize, the eternal gift of life after all this dissipates and is gone, you need to make sure you're right with God. But make sure that person that you're with or you're trying to pursue is right there with you, because if you guys are going to become a partner or an item together, y'all going to need God at the center. Bara, you going to need God. If there was never any Jesus in it, it's not going to make it past the ceiling, kids. It's not. If there's no God in the relationship, if y'all both not pursuing God, if y'all both not looking to God for direction, if y'all not individually looking for God for your personal direction, it's not going to make it past the ceiling, baby. It's not. I've been through it. God is the epitome. Jesus is the epicenter of love. So when people say, I love someone, but then they do actions that are the furthest from what Jesus would do or how God is, they don't know love. That's not love because Jesus is the product of love. God putting breath in my lungs this morning and putting breath in your lungs and giving us full sight and putting us in a nation where it's not great and it has its flaws, but we're safe from what we can see, from what we can compare to the rest of the world. God is love. You need to start putting on that image, that vision, that lens on your eyeballs when you try to go to love someone or someone says they love you. But do they? Just because people show it differently? Yeah, you can show it differently. But at the end of the day, there's got to be a benchmark, something that is a standard. Jesus is the standard. Okay? And that segues me into my next thing I was going to talk about. Have you ever, have you guys ever, let me take a pause because I'm running so hard with this. Like, I feel so passionately, so strong about this. But take a breath. Mm. Okay. Okay. And when you guys get a chance, I want you to look up a picture of a set of healthy lungs. Okay. And on that, you everyone is born with two lungs, right? So when you look at this diaphragm of lungs... On the left-hand side of the lung, I want you to write the letters Y, H. And on the right lung, I want you to write the letters W, H. Because when you take a breath, and then when you exhale, you are literally saying God's name. Yahweh. Yahweh. So even atheists have to acknowledge God. When we see birds sing, when we see birds fly, when we experience beautiful, sunny, 76 bombing degree weather, when we, we see God, we acknowledge him. No matter if we're oblivious to it or unconscious of it or not, we acknowledge God. So it's like what I was trying to segue into next is you ever take a look at the ocean? Has anyone ever really been able to go to either the West Coast or the East Coast or any body of water 
I mean, I'm using the ocean as an example or the sea because it's mass and but you could do this with any body of water. But when it comes into reference or comparison to God's love and how deep we need to be pursuing God when we need to understand him. OK, let me back. Let me back it up real quick. Then I'll bring it back. So have you ever stood by a body of ocean or a body of water and just wonder as you're looking at the waves, as you're looking at the ripples, as you're looking at the people far out to sea? You ever just look at the top of the water at the surface level and, and, and just wonder and be curious, like, I wonder what awe is underneath this water? Like, how deep does it go? What type of creatures dwell within this ecosystem? Like, all these questions that you have about the unknown of something so immense and so dark and so deep and so big yet we only know so little about it. And that's what I feel like it comes with when it comes with how we know God, like, he is so big and so present and so very near, but we still know very little. And that's because we are spending all of our time in a canoe, a little bitty boat that could be shipwrecked on top of this immense amount of love because we're not choosing to go deeper, you know? like. And I feel like, I feel like, I feel like for me, I feel like for me, I feel like sometimes we're so afraid to go deeper because it's the art of unknown. But let me, let me put a comma right there. That's the point, right? God is seen and known through faith. We walk by vision and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. And I say vision because vision we can't touch. We can't hold. We can't uh, cling to. We can cling to it, but not tangibly. We, we can't physically feel it, right? But we can see it. But our eyes that God has given us as humans. For me, I'm in my pod room right now, my podcast room, and I'm looking at a door with a door handle. That's that's sight right there. Right. So a lot of people don't pursue God and don't go deeper because they can't see him. They can't touch him. They can't reach out to him. But you can just not tangibly. You can feel God. You can connect to God. And that brings me into my my next part like it's jeremiah 29 and y'all i'm telling you like i know this like i know this like i know i know i know jeremiah 29 11 through 13 by heart but i'm gonna go ahead and say it to you and i'm gonna give you the nlt version and it says for i know the plans i have for you says the lord they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope verse 12 in those days when you pray i will listen if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. That's Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. But since I'm here, I'm going to go ahead and read 14 too, since it's like right here. It says, I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. Now, take a moment. I know a lot of times when we hear scriptures, we just hear them. We're not listening to them. 
Hear me out, though. That last sentence where God is talking about, I will re restore you. I will regain all of you guys and I will restore you back into your native homes, like your your homes. Is that not the life that we're living right now? This may have been Old Testament, New Testament. I believe it's New Testament. Yeah, it is. Even still, it may have been over 2000 years ago, but it still applies in our life. I'm telling you the word, the Holy Bible, you can say, yeah, a million men have wrote it. I'm so tired of hearing that because, yes, it's been reprinted. But how is it not going to get to the rest of the world if it's not reprinted? OK, it also says in Revelations, if people change the wording of God's book, then he will deal with them himself. I don't know why we're so worried about everybody else's business instead of just doing what God says. God already tells everything that's happening in the word. He knows about everything and he's already got contingencies and plans for all this. When people try to act out and do what they're not supposed to do and go against his word. So just trust him. OK, I dropped my iPad because I just got so excited right there. But um, bring it back. Bring it back. Vessel. OK, but anyway. God is faith. You have to just believe that you're not going to be able to see him with your own sight. You've got to trust him. And once you keep exercising that spirit, man, that that, that and, and, and killing your flesh, man, and, and not always just taking the words of the world and just diving deep and allowing yourself to be heard by God and allowing God to be heard by you. Take a moment and to just believe and have faith. You know, this morning, as I was in my word, and then I'm going to wrap this up, but this morning, as I was in my word, um, I had this, uh, I, I, I did this little journaling, and I'm going to share this with you, and we're going to get off here, but I think it'll be the last little tidbit that will really help you guys out this week. Um, five minutes and we'll be done. So, like I said, you know, until unless you take time to dive beneath the surface, you will never truly know. And like I said, that's when I gave the example of the ocean. If we just sit on that canoe at the top, nothing's really going to change. I mean, the only thing that potentially that could come is a calamity, uh, is some type of water devastation that could just topple us. But if we take the time to go deeper to explore what we don't know, to find that safety, to find that freedom, to find that love, to find the character, to find God's peace, his grace, his promises stand true. The, the Holy Bible is a book of God's promises. His reputation's on the line, kids. Like when you compare God, which you can't, but if you do, <laughs> a man out here humanity we can go out here and we can make all these promises but despite either our best efforts or our worst efforts we always sometimes fall short but god can't do that he is just immutable he doesn't change like as humans we are to change all the time but god doesn't change and that's what makes it so beautiful we can always rely on someone that is always the same and constant and so we Go beneath the surface and explore God's love. And it all starts with just a conversation of you taking time and cutting out all the distractions and just sitting even for like 10 minutes in silence. And just even if you don't pray out loud, if in your head and you know you talking to a higher power until you find God, until you, you hear him call and choose you. I don't know what the experience is for everyone, how they come to God. 
So what I just said, that may not be everybody's experience. But the thing of it is, is you've you need to take time to explore and go beneath the surface and act on those curiosities, on those instincts. Like, who is God to me? Who is God for us? Who is God? And so. Like I said, the same can be said for our relationship with God. You have to go deeper. You can have a surface relationship with him, only occasionally observing him from afar, or you can choose to go deeper. Going deeper allows us to develop a more intimate relationship with God. You know, like like so if you go into the ocean, you find new discoveries of the inspiring depths and towering heights of underwater cliffs. The same with God. New discoveries of his love for you. Diving in can be intimidating because you don't know. But the way I see it, y'all, God didn't did God didn't give us the spirit of fear. God understands that fear. God understands that fear, though, which is why he gives us promises throughout the Bible. I say it again to provide us with his presence as the creator of the universe and the king of the world. Men out here, you guys are kings. <laughs> ah, my black kings out there. Come on, man. You better represent it too, God's people. And my all race kings out here, we're all leaders. All my queens out here, oh my gosh, my African queens, my black queens. Ooh. All my queens of every tongue and nation and color. We are all God's children. We're all his heirs and spares. Why do you think he goes so hard for us? Why he choose us? Zooming out of the globe. A billion times magnified away if we were outside the galaxy and we were zooming in through a mic at like a telescope or a magnifying glass at Earth. Y'all, we small. We like little germs. We're like an infestation on this little globe, just tearing it up. But God loves us and he chooses us out of all the galaxies that we don't know out of all. You know, we only understand that God knows us. But what if we allow our mind to escape us and go deeper and and allow ourselves to believe or even ponder the idea that God is more than just the gatekeeper for planet Earth and his children. There's so much more out here, probably even vast past the galaxies that God knows that we don't know anything about. What if this isn't my first time here doing God's will? What if I can't even remember because I'm a whole different being? But what if I've done this before in another galaxy, on another planet, in another world? In something that I can't even mentally imagine because it's lower than God's thoughts. Allow yourself to just go there. Um, with So with this promise and the great treasure of knowing God. Choose to dive into God's love and begin discovering more of him today. Y'all, this morning. There was a. Uh, Okay, I, I'm going to say this prayer and I'm going to give you guys one more thing that I read this morning and then we really going to be out here literally three minutes. Let's say this, do this because I want to give you guys everything that has guided me this morning that has like will give you energy. So listen, so here's our prayer for the week. God, thank you for revealing yourself to the world and to me. Thank you for choosing to have a personal relationship with me. I may not always get it right, God, but you don't change and you love me. Your grace is enough when I mess up. Today, please help me to seek you with my whole heart. 
And as I draw closer to you, please deepen my relationship with you. In Jesus name. Amen. Because God says in Jeremiah 29, 13, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And so, you know, uh, okay, I was going to show y'all something that I found. Um, oh, here we are. It's right here, right here, right here. It says, my thoughts are nothing. This is Isaiah 55, 8. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So that lets me know right now that I will never, you will never, we will never know God's whole picture unless he chooses to reveal it to us. So when I say allow yourself to think of what could be, it goes back to Isaiah 55. All our thoughts, everything that we could ever think that we're highly achieved on and thinking about is still lesser than how God views us. We can think of ourselves as the worst, the scum, the lowest of the earth, but that that is even still, that is maybe low for us, but that is even still higher than how God sees us. Can you imagine? Like, we can't see ourselves any lower than what we can see, but our low is a high. That 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 low that we see ourselves is still higher than it. it okay, how? <laughs> I'm trying to say this. No matter how low we see ourselves, that low that we see as ourselves is still a high to God. We may think of ourselves as inadequate or. In incapable and just ugh, but God looks at us as my child the potential that resides within you the story that I have for you the things that I know that you have no idea <laughs> my God my God and when God tests us y'all trust him I'm learning myself and it's called the Akeda the Akeda, A-K-E-D-A-H. Basically, like the story I told you guys a few, uh, like in the first season or the second season about Isaac, Isaac and his father, Abraham, when God says, hey, I want you to sacrifice your son. And with a little, with a little, what is the word? With a little, not defiance, but a little skepticism, um, he finally got ready to do it. And then God sends a ram in a bush. God was just testing his faith. Will you trust me? Will you give me back your first 10% because I've always been your provider? I got you. For he said in Jeremiah 29, 29, like I said, for I know the plans I have for you for they are for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. Trust him. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an overnight thing, but Keep exercising that faith, encouraging your your spirit, man, denouncing your flesh, man, and you will see how clear this looks and you'll start to get the picture of what I'm trying to convey to you because it makes sense. Until next time, guys, thank you for being a part of the Wave Pod and I hope and I pray that you continue searching for your freedom and that you understand that God loves you and that we've, we've got to be the ones that do it better. And God says also to,
pray for your city and pray for your nation because it did pr pray for its welfare because it determines the welfare of it determines the welfare of you. You don't you don't hear me. OK, let me. This is the last thing I'm getting off. I really mean it, but I, I did it for you guys. And it says right here. Ah. I can get it to pull up here real quick. I think I can. Okay, so it's... Uh, <sighs> should have been prepared for this. I don't know what's happening right now. All right, bear with me, guys. Here we go. Right here it says, um, you know, I had it, I had it on my iPad, and I just cannot seem to find it. I'm probably gonna put it in the thing, but I'm gonna go ahead and read off the scripture because I cannot figure out the book that. It, oh, there we go. It's it's still in Jeremiah 29. That's all it took. Oh my gosh, Corey, get it together. All right, <laughs> so yeah. And work for, it says right here, Jeremiah 29, 7. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Pray for our city, y'all. Pray for our nation. Pray for our world. Pray for our people in its existence. Because we are blessed living in America right now. I don't know what any other country looks like right now. All I know is from what I live within. And... Like I said, America may have her flaws, but we wake up every day in a somewhat normal lifestyle. Any other given country, I know you know what's going on in Ukraine, and I just pray for their 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 peace and their prosperity and their continued existence because no one deserves to be bullied. No one deserves to be feared. No one deserves to have unclean air and all this stuff because of decisions of people who aren't thinking of people on a whole scale. So pray for your city because it determines the welfare. Your It determines your welfare. Pray for its welfare because it determines your welfare. If your city doesn't thrive, you're not going to thrive. So pray for that and thank God in any given time that you get any chance you get to thank God for the blessings that you have, Any, even if it's small. Thank God for that because those small blessings become big blessings. And it keeps you from being humbled because when God has to humble you, it ain't always so great. It's not great. I ain't going to lie. It ain't great. So just practice learning how to humble yourself and being grateful for what you do have because you've learned how. When you learn to survive off very little, you are able to appreciate the bigger stuff that you get. All right. God bless you guys. I'll see you next time here on Waves. This is Waves Podcast, an experience created by Two Free. Here, our vision is just to serve God first and edify those around us. Simply put, to love, share, and encourage through transparency, honesty, and testimony. Live Two Free. Thanks for being a part of this experience. And I hope and I pray that you'll find your freedom. That's too free.